0: Techtober is definitely in full swing and we've got some pretty cool new Apple Home devices to talk about as well as some firmware and software bits to discuss. So let's get into it. Greetings Internet, my name is Dustin and this is the My HomeKit Home Podcast and here we look at the smart home with an Apple Home and accessibility focus. I really feel like sometimes things just get away from me and we wind up with a ton of Apple Home related news that warrants an entire episode and this is one of those. First we'll look at a couple of stories on the software front and then a bunch of devices from some pretty heavy hitters in the smart home. But before we crack on, do me a solid and leave us a rating and review in your podcast app of choice. Don't worry about it. I'll wait. See, it took no time at all, and it helps us out a bunch. Thank you very much, and now on to the news. First up is a big collaboration from a couple of big players in the third-party HomeKit app game. Popular apps, controller for HomeKit, and home devices have joined forces to bring us a heavy-duty advanced HomeKit experience. If you aren't already aware, Controller for HomeKit is one of, if not the most powerful third-party HomeKit apps that not only allows you to do everything you can do in the native Apple Home app, but also brings a ton of advanced functionality. You can do things like add variable conditions for your automations, create smart folders for better organization for more complex setups, and set up advanced HomeKit notifications to help you take action in your smart home. You also get historical change logs and the ability to customize your accessory and scene icons for quick and easy identification. You can even back up your HomeKit setup and bring it back to life in the event of a meltdown which has come in handy for me on more than one occasion. Home Devices has been an indispensable and comprehensive resource for all things Apple Home with its complete and regularly updated database of compatible accessories, a running list of all the devices you currently have in your HomeKit Home with their features and services, and a wish list for future projects. I also like being able to opt in for push notifications regarding manufacturer's app updates and the Apple Home news and content pull from your favorite home care reporters and creators, including yours truly. Brand new to the app and something I think is really cool and definitely overdue is a selection of courses that help you learn how to get the most out of your HomeKit home. There are currently two courses available, one that takes you through all that the controller for HomeKit app has to offer, which is a lot, and the other being an Apple Home troubleshooting course which helps you find solutions when things aren't going so smoothly. They've also got some other courses planned, like getting started with Matter in your Apple Home, a beginner's guide, and some more advanced courses, so there's really something for everyone. An amazing thing about this collab is that Home Devices is now available to everyone free of charge, including these courses, and Controller 4 HomeKit is going for half off for a limited time. I've been using Controller for years now, and it's regularly gotten significant updates that have become essential to taking advantage of everything that HomeKit has to offer. I also have to point out that controller and home devices have been built with accessibility in mind and work very well with voiceover. I've recommended both of these apps since they were first available and I'm happy to see the two teaming up. If you're not already using them, you definitely should be. Check out the links in the show notes for more information. While maybe not exactly sought after nor really even needed, Philips Hue has finally made good on their promise to bring Matter support to their V2 bridge. Much like the interoperability standard itself, Hughes Matter rollout was fraught with delays and complications, but it's officially here, but you might not want to jump on it quite yet, if at all. As our friends at Smart Apple point out, and logically so, there aren't many advantages for making the switch for Apple Home users, but there is one that some might find interesting. Traditional HomeKit integration only brings official Hue lighting and accessories into Apple Home, but Matter will expose supported third-party lights that are connected to the bridge. This is good news if you've got some affordable Zigbee bulbs connected to your bridge, but there is a big downside to updating to Matter that is worth considering, especially if you have a larger setup. Like other accessories that already work with Apple Home and add Matter after the fact, Hue Matter support requires that you remove your bridge from HomeKit. This means you will lose any and all existing Apple Home configurations for your Hue lights and accessories like groups, scenes, and automations, not to mention any naming conventions or other organizational details. But now that I think about it, Controller for HomeKit does have that backup functionality that allows you to replace an old device with a new one, so I wonder if that could be a workaround here. I'll have to get back to you on that one. So if you have a ton of third-party lights connected to your Hue Bridge, the Matter update might be worth it, but if all you have are official Hue lights and accessories, it probably won't. With the exception of a couple of light strips and a couple of smart plug controlled lamps, literally all of the lighting in my home is Philips Hue and since I'm all in on HomeKit, I have no need at this point to make the switch. Alright, so in other Philips Hue news, there's been quite a bit of controversy and confusion surrounding their announcement that users will soon need to create an account in order to continue using their products. Up till now, a redeeming quality of the costly Hue ecosystem has been that for some integrations, including Apple Home, you haven't needed to create a Philips Hue account, meaning complete local control and no data going to the cloud. In a stated effort to fortify security, you'll soon be required to create an account in order to continue using your Hue products, because sending data to the cloud is way more secure than keeping it on your local network. Wait, what? User accounts have been a thing in the Hue world and have primarily been used for out-of-home control and linking some third-party services. Apple Home users could circumvent uploading data to the cloud just by the very nature of HomeKit, while others could just opt for 100% local offline control if they chose. Now, since this news broke, there's been quite a bit of justifiable backlash from the smart home community, forcing Signify, Philips Hue's parent company, to try to cover their tracks. They've since come out and said that sharing your data will be optional, but it's still a little unclear what exactly this means, seeing as how you will still need to create an account to use their products in any capacity. The claim is that with the introduction of Hue Secure and as third-party integrations continue to expand, the need arose for a more robust means of verifying user activity, and for Signify, apparently that means potentially exposing user data to the entire world by uploading it to the cloud. If you're a fan of a local, reliable, stable, and most importantly, secure smart home, I encourage you to hound signify and demand that they reverse this decision, and if enough of us do it, maybe they will. Now, I've been slowly phasing out Hue in my smart home because of their astronomical prices, quality issues, and a less than accessible app, and this move is yet another nail in the coffin for Hue in my HomeKit home, but I'll likely be forced to comply at least for the foreseeable future. Okay, so let's move on to some lighter news from a newcomer to the smart home space who's been making quite a little rumble. Tuo popped onto the scene a few months back releasing a sleek little smart button with matter over thread and it seems to be doing pretty well for them. This time they're back with an all-new contact sensor that has a unique design. Now, contact sensors aren't usually much to get excited about, but they are a fundamental part of the smart home, and Tuo's offering seems to be a nice addition to the very limited matter over thread door and window sensor landscape, with the only other one being the eave door and window. That is, if you like its uncommon oval shape, which might actually work better in some applications. The 2.0 contact sensor can be mounted with double-sided tape, which is standard for this type of accessory, or you can opt for a more permanent installation using the included screws. The 2.0 contact sensor, as well as their smart button, are both available now, and I left links in the show notes if you're interested. HomeKey had a very slow start but its momentum is really starting to pick up and now Yale has released a HomeKey version of their Assure 2 Smart Lock. The Yale Assure Lock 2 has a physical keypad which is nice because it does not have a physical keyway. It also has HomeKey which is nice because it does not have a fingerprint scanner. It comes standard with Bluetooth though you can upgrade it with a Wi-Fi module if you want remote access and don't have an Apple Home Hub nearby. This new HomeKey Smart Lock comes in three finishes. Black suede, oil rub bronze, and satin nickel, and is available to order now for two hundred and nine dollars and ninety nine cents. This is an interesting price point, considering the Akara U one hundred has what the Assure Two is lacking, and undercuts it by twenty bucks. But Yale obviously has an impeccable reputation and have been in the lock game well before Akara was even a concept. I'm still perplexed as to why neither of these locks, which are supposed to be the latest and greatest, use thread. Alongside the Assure 2 Plus, Yale also dropped the Assure 2 Touch which as its name implies can be unlocked with a fingerprint. Unlike the Assure 2 Plus, the Touch comes with a touchscreen keypad which I suppose is indicative of its name and comes in keyed and keyless variants. This new Assure 2 lock also works in Apple Home over Bluetooth and can be upgraded with a Wi-Fi module as well. It also comes in the same three finishes as the Assure 2 Plus but is slightly more affordable coming in at $199. Both of these new Assure 2 models are available now through the Yale Home Web Store and I left links in the show notes. Another slightly strange smart lock news, the long awaited smart lock for European style doors from Natapno is now available to order after nearly four years but don't double click that side button quite yet. First, and probably most notable, is that the Natatmo Smart Lock comes in at a whopping €379. Natatmo products tend to be on the pricier side, but this is a definite stretch even if it does meet some very strict industry standards. The price gets even harder to swallow once you look a little deeper under the hood. It works with Apple Home and uses NFC, but doesn't support HomeKey. And as far as I can tell, it doesn't even support managed access. I reached out to Natatmo about this, but didn't get a response before publishing. This smart lock connects over Bluetooth, which is par for the course for Apple Home smart locks, but it uses Bluetooth 4.2, which was literally released in 2014. The first smart lock does good by users by having an emergency backup in the event that you don't get a chance to change the batteries before they drain, but you'll need to track down a micro USB cable in order to get it some juice. In its defense though, it is built with security at the forefront and by design has strictly local control, but you will need to use the Natatmo app to manage the NFC keys. These keys are pretty neat in that you can program a single key to access multiple locks, effectively digitally re-keying your doors. I know smart locks are pretty hard to come by in the European market and so I'm glad our friends there have another option, but it does seem that Natatmo could have done a lot better with this one. If you're interested, I left links to more information in the show notes. Before we get into the last couple of news bits, let's talk about something that everyone needs, a solid bag that protects your tech, and Exter has got your back, literally. Their new Grid Backpack is a tech lover's dream. This 21 liter backpack opens 180 degrees for quick and easy access to what you need when you need it. The Grid Backpack also features an air mesh ventilated back panel and has a 600D water resistant body with waterproof zippers all made from recycled PET bottles. Inside you'll find a suspended laptop compartment that can securely store your 16 inch MacBook Pro, but it's also got dedicated compartments for tablets and documents, Bluetooth trackers, keys sunglasses, and more, including a cozy little spot for Exter's all-new laptop power bank. This fast-charging 26,800 milliamp power bank has two USB-C ports and a USB-A port to keep all of your devices juiced up while you're on the move. The Exter grid backpack and laptop power bank are also both TSA-approved and flight-safe. Best of all though, you can get one now for 20% off exclusively as a My HomeKit Home podcast listener by using promo code My Home 20 at checkout or by going to shop.exter.com slash home 20 That's shop.exter.com slash home 20 to save 20% off of your new favorite tech bag. Apparently aiming for digital domestic dominance, Acura has released yet another new device that opens all sorts of possibilities for your smart home with their dual relay module T2. Now I'll be the first to admit that I don't fully understand relay switches, but let me run down the specs for those who do. The dual relay T2 is a two channel module that can be powered by both AC and DC currents and supports wet and dry contact modes allowing you to add smarts to a ton of different appliances throughout your home. It also has overload and overheat protection as well as a software-based power consumption limiter. In order to add the T2 to your smart home, you'll need to connect it to one of Acura's Zigbee 3.0 hubs and if you've got one that supports it, the dual relay also works with matter if you care about that sort of thing. Again, I don't completely grasp how relay switches work, but I now have a better idea thanks to Brian and Automate Your Life, who did a bang-up job of explaining them in detail in his latest video, which I'll link in the show notes, as well as a link to more information about the Dual Relay T2 if you're interested. And now on to our last story for this episode. Nanoleaf has announced pre-orders for their all-new string lights. Coming in two 10 meter lengths for a total of 20 meters, the 250 LEDs are addressable and full RGB with tunable lights. Oddly though, Nanoleaf has opted for matter over Wi-Fi and Bluetooth as opposed to thread for this new lighting form factor. The good news is that you're not just confined to the indoors with these string lights with their IP44 rating, but do bear in mind that the controller for these LEDs is likely not to be very water resistant. While it doesn't look like you'll get these before you finalize your Halloween decorations, they should arrive in time to add them to your Christmas setup. Whether you plan on adding them to the Christmas tree or your exterior light show extravaganza, the Leaf String Lights can be ordered now for $119.99 and you'll find everything you need to know in the show notes. And with that, I think we're all caught up, for now anyway. I've got some exciting plans in the works, including a couple of new videos which should be out fairly soon, and I'll be starting a new little series here on the podcast that you definitely won't want to miss. So if you aren't already, don't forget to follow us on the socials at MyHomeKitHome, the YouTube channel, and most all of our content is compiled in one place on the blog over at MyHomeKitHome.com. Thank you for listening to the end, and until next time, take care!